It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. and get in on the action. That's Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for joining me today. On today's show, we have a packed show for you. Bobby Nightingale from the Cincinnati Enquirer joins me today from Arizona. We're going to talk about spring training, what he's looking at, some thoughts he has on the season based on a couple of different position battles. We're going to jump into all of that here in just a minute. Before we do, though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. We are so close to the season. You're not going to miss any of the content that I've got for you, whether here on the podcast or on social media. I've also got a blog, LockdownReds.com, where we have a couple of people writing for us as well. Also, save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. We'll have a Jeff's Junk Mail segment here coming up on the Friday episode of the Lockdown Reds podcast. Already got some questions in. Going to be a fun one this Friday. All right, so I talked with Bobby. We, we all know what this spring has entailed. Different position battles, different guys that have really emerged, at least in a tiny sample size. We're going to take a look at all of that right now. Alrighty, for today's Locked On Reds, I have with me a special guest. He is a friend of the podcast. He's been on the podcast a couple of times now. He is the Reds beat writer for the Cincinnati Enquirer, one of the two, and he is out in Arizona right this moment. He is Bobby Nightingale. Bobby, how you doing, sir? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being on. Uh, Kind of want to take a look at these red legs here. I th- there's been some positive vibes coming out of camp, especially ever since they made the decision to move a Eugenio Suarez to shortstop. Let's start there. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I was excited about it, but I also kind of looked at it as, well, they absolutely had to do this. What do you think about Gino at short? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense on paper. You look at the other options, whether it was Kyle Farmer, D. Strange Gordon, those were probably the top two candidates before they made this move. Um, you know, they weren't going to move the needle. And I think the way I kind of look at it is you're 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 taking those guys kind of out of the starting lineup daily and you're putting in Jonathan India. And I think that's what kind of elicited this move is, okay, we got to make room for Jonathan India because he's been the star of camp. This moved A. Eugenio Suarez to shortstop. You get a lot of offense there. You're taking a big hit defensively. Uh, but, you know, you're going to sell out for offense this year. You're going to hope shifts kind of limit the defensive damage. Uh, Mike Moustakas gets to go back to his natural position. So hopefully, 
from the Reds' perspective, they're hoping they improve at third base defensively. They're hoping they improve at second base defensively uh, because India is an upgrade range-wise over Moustakas. And then you take your hit at shortstop and hopefully make it up on offense. I mean, they're going to have to score a lot of runs, but um, it's a good lineup on paper. Is this hopeful infield a better infield than what they were looking at at the start of camp? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you look at Kyle Farmer, there's things you hope he's able to do. You hope he's able to hit right-handed pitching. He's definitely shown he can hit lefties throughout his career. Um, But, you know, he's still a guy who hasn't played shortstop regularly either. I mean, he made, I think, maybe 10 starts last year. Otherwise, he hasn't really played the position since college. Um, It was just something where, you know, the the front office didn't really address the position this offseason. They missed out on the free agents. They missed out on their trade targets. And so they kind of backed themselves into a corner, and this is the, the corner they built for themselves where, uh, you know, Eugenio Suarez is a third baseman. I, he's definitely going to be playing out of position. Uh, but, you know, if, if he can make the routine plays and he hits like he has, uh, not including last year, he slumped last year, but if he can hit more like he did in 2018 and 2019 when he was one of the best hitters in the National League, um, you know, th- that changes your entire lineup. Um, you, you know, th- defensively, you're going to take your lumps, but the Reds weren't a top defensive team going into camp and they won't be when the season begins. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's definitely going to be one of the worries this season. When you look at the position players through camp, I mean, through practices, through what coaches have seen, and, and even more so than just the game action, because kind of like we we always note that there's limited uh, avail- there's limited appearances when it comes to game action. So who has impressed you the most? Is it Jonathan India or is it a different position player? Yeah, I think it has to be Jonathan India. I mean, he was a guy last year that he was far off the radar in my, my opinion. I mean, he just, yeah. he, he, he only played 30 some games at double A. I mean, he, you're almost looking at him like Jose Garcia going into last year where it's like, okay, you know, you, you hope he continues to develop as a prospect. He was playing a new position at second base. Um, he done it in the fall league and a little bit at uh, high A. But other than that, I mean, he just looked like a guy who had a lot to learn last year. And now he's in camp and he looks like a guy who should be an everyday starter. I mean, I, I think it's a remarkable transition of what he's done. And, um, you know, he's making great adjustments at the plate. He looks good defensively. He, he definitely looks ready for the major leagues. And I, that, if you would have told me that last year, that would have shocked me. No, I, I totally agree. And in fact, I kind of thought it was a make or break for him, a make or break year for him, even so far as his prospect status is concerned. So it's it's great to see. And like I know that MLB prospectus mentioned him adding second base to his arsenal just raises his ceiling considerably. And it really helps out the Reds because now Moose gets to move back to a more natural position with Suarez moving back to his shortstop. And and I'm really intrigued. I mean, do you think – I kind of made a bold prediction, and I'm hoping that it's bold, but I'm also hoping that it comes true. Comparing rookie years, do you think Jonathan India will have a better rookie year, or will Nick Senzel's rookie year look a little bit better compared to Jonathan India's 2021? That's a good good comparison. I mean, I think – and I, I, I do think, like, when they called up Nick Senzel, the offense was really struggling at that time. I can't remember what their record was, but he got called up in May, and he was kind of looked at as, like, hopefully he can provide a spark plug for the offense. Jonathan India, he should be, you know, lower in the batting order, shouldn't be a guy that leads the team in anything. Um, 
So I, I, I just think there's lower expectations for him to contribute immediately compared to like Senzel, you know, he was the top prospect. There's so much high expectations on him. And he actually did, you know, perform well until I think it was the last month. He tried to do a swing change during the season and it didn't work. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's a good comparison. I mean, I, I think Jonathan Aini is going to go through slumps. I mean, I, I, I don't expect him to set the world on fire. Every, every rookie has to go through those. Um, but I just think he's the best option they have at second base. Uh, and he, he's emerged as one of their top infielders. We talk about the battle for the final couple of bench spots on this roster coming up and pivot to some pitching talk with Bobby here in just a minute. Before we get to that, though, I wanted to let you know that the best place to get a part for your car is rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and when you place your order, they will deliver the part right to your door. There's no getting out. There's no worrying about putting on a mask and they've got reliably low prices. So you're not worried about if you're getting price gouged, you pay exactly what the professionals pay. Check out rockauto.com. They've got an easy to use interface. that will help you find your part for your car because they've got every single part for your car. A drop down list on the left side has every car company. You find your make, find your model and a drop down list for every part for your car pops up. That way you don't have to know exactly what it is. Or if maybe you know a little bit more about car parts and you know what your favorite brand is, they've got you covered there too. Check out rockauto.com. And when you're checking out in the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And when you're checking out, type Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need. And when you're done listening to myself and Bobby Nightingale talk about the Reds, check out the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski takes a look around all of the sporting news world and brings you the top sports stories on the Locked On Today podcast. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Of the guys who profile as bench player type utility guys kind of talking about like D strange Gordon and you've got obviously Kyle farmer now, and you've got uh, a guy like Max Schrock who uh, Tommy thrall and Jeff Brantley are super high on whenever they talk about him. Who do you look at as probably the most reliable option? I, I, well, I think Kyle farmer is the most reliable option of those utility guys, but who has created the ability to be on this roster through their spring between those guys. Yeah. I'd put Kyle Farmer in a tier of his own just, just because he, he's probably got, um, you know, more experience in that utility role than the other guys. He's strange Gordon's obviously played longer and had more big league success, but uh, Kyle Farmer more recently used to that utility role. But uh, in terms of the rest of the guys, I mean, I think probably Max Rock has been very surprising. Um, just in terms of how well he's hit. I mean, he, they talk about hitting the ball line drives this year. That's been their big focus. He's a guy that just lives that out every at bat. It's like hitting a line drive. Uh, and Alex Landino, I think he's really put himself on the radar in terms of, you know, he wasn't even a guy that got called up last year. And now I think he's definitely, if, if he's not on the opening day roster, he'll definitely be up right away. Uh, you know, he's one injury away. So I, I definitely think he's put himself in a better position. D. Strange Gordon. He's an interesting. He's he's different because he's not going to hit line. He's not a hard contact type hitter. He's he's going to rank one of the lowest in exit velocity. He's not he's not going to hit for power. Uh, but he he has a speed element that they don't have with anybody else. He's the one guy that 
uh, has the history of stealing, you know, 60 bases in a season. Obviously, that's not going to – I doubt that happens in today's era. Uh, but he's still a guy that goes first and third uh, with relative ease compared to everybody else. And, uh, you know, that's something the, the Reds have really struggled with. They've really been a base-to-base type team uh, when they get hits. And if you have a guy like that that can pinch run, if he, if he can find a useful utility role, I think all three of those guys are fighting for maybe two spots on the bench. Um, I don't know if all three of them will make the opening day roster, but um, they'll br- they'll bring something different to the table, and they all I, I think have put themselves in good positions to make the team. What do you expect from Joey Votto this year? I, I said the, I set the over under on twenty five homers. I think if he can be a twenty five homer hitter, and you know his on base will go down a bit, his batting average will go down, uh, but he's selling out for power. And I think if he can provide twenty five homers, drive in seventy runs. I think the Reds can live with that. I think that's an improvement over uh, kind of the stats he put up in 2018 and 2019. Uh, so, you know, I think that would be important for the Reds offensively. If he's at the top of the order and he hits 25 homers, and then you have Gino Suarez and Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker and Mike Moustakis hitting around him, I mean, I, I think that goes a long way. Yeah, I, th- I think that his new swing really opens up a lot of possibilities. It's it's looked good in the 10 plate appearances that he's had this spring, and I'm I'm happy that he's healthy again. I'm happy that he's back with the roster. That was a uh, it was a quick recovery, and hopefully that he will be ready for opening day. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tight window for opening day. I mean, he missed 12 days, and then I think he gets 12 days to, to ramp it back up to see if he can be ready. I, I don't I, – I almost think it's more likely than not that he starts the season on the, the injured list and then comes back like within the first few days. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, you know, it's a tight window. It's a long season. I, I think as long as he's feeling good, it's, it's weird with COVID. You don't know if he had symptoms. He didn't want to disclose that. Um, or if he's feeling some, any after effects. And that can, that can play a role. Um, but otherwise, if, if he's healthy and he's swinging like he did last September, I think that's a good sign for the Reds. So we've been all position players up to this point. Let's kind of pivot to some pitching. With Sonny Gray dealing with some uh, back issues, what have you heard about him? How is he coming along? I th- I thought I heard he did like flat ground tossing the other day. Uh, do you think he's going to be the minimum stay, or are we going to be a couple of weeks without seeing him in the beginning of the season? No, he he looks like he's progressing pretty good. He threw off a mound. I want to say it was thirty pitches on Saturday. Nice. Um, so that, that's a good sign. I mean that he, he he shut it down for a few days, but he's already back throwing off a mound. Obviously, it's going to take a little while to ramp up to the five innings. The Reds will have minor league camp out here uh, pretty shortly after the big leaguers leave. So I'm guessing he'll be staying around to face the minor league guys at the very beginning. Uh, but he, he's hopeful it would only be a week. I, I, don't, I haven't seen anything that would make me think it would be significantly longer than that. I mean, maybe 10 days, maybe two weeks maximum. But uh, he, he seems close enough that as long, as long as his back spasms don't flare up again, that he should be on track. That's good news. And, and, and kind of moving on from him, he's a veteran that we expect to give us some good innings out of the rotation. A guy who was vying for a spot of the rotation has – dealt with a couple of little minor uh, tweaks and injuries here over the last week or so. Uh, what's up with TJ Antone? Uh, is he going to start the season in the bullpen because of all this? And, and is he, uh, is he going to be ready to go at opening day? Yeah, I think he's questionable for opening day, uh, but I almost think he has to be in the bullpen now just because he, yeah. he can't build up his innings for the past week. 
Um, he came out of a start with a mild groin strain. Uh, they were confident that he, you know, he's kind of been past that, but then he threw off a mound on Saturday and had to shut it down pretty quickly. Uh, he spiked a pitch in the dirt and then tried to stretch it out and shut it down. Um, the, the Reds feel good because it was, it was irritation of his hip flexor and not a further groin injury. If it was a further groin injury, you would have been out um, probably some decent time. Yeah. But so, so they kind of dodged a bullet there, but I, I could see, I, I could see it either way. I mean, if he keeps throwing as a reliever, like you see Amir Garrett and Lucas Sims just started pitching games. He's not that far away from those guys where he, he could be ready for opening day. Um, but it, if it takes, you know, maybe a week for him to, to feel good, maybe he's not ready for opening day and then joins the bullpen shortly after the season starts. We're going to talk about what's behind Luis Castillo in the rotation and take a look at these different pitchers that the Reds brought in. They all kind of profile as reclamation projects and who Bobby thinks is going to be the most valuable to the team of those reclamation projects. Before we get into that, though, if you're liking what you're hearing, if you're excited about where the Reds are heading into opening day, I've got a great place for you to make a couple of dollars off that good feeling and off of your sports knowledge. That's BetOnline. Check them out. They've got every line for every sport. So what you know with the tournament going on and with baseball coming up, you can make a couple of dollars off of your sports knowledge. Looking at the Reds specifically right now, they're over under is set at 82 and a half. If you're liking what you're hearing based on what the Reds have done in spring training and what we're talking about today, go throw a couple of bones on the over you'll get a little bit of a value there too. Plus, you've got the division odds and the playoff odds, all the different futures and stuff like that on top of all of the other sports. UFC is coming up this weekend and Bet Online has you covered there. So go set up your profile and type the promo code LOCKED ON to get 50% more added onto your initial deposit. That's betonline.ag and the promo code LOCKED ON to get 50% more on your initial deposit. And man, oh man, has Built Bar just knocked this out of the park. Got a brand new flavor yesterday birthday cake with sprinkles. I know, sounds kind of silly, but this is a delicious flavor. You absolutely got to try it. And I got a promo code for you to try it with LOCKED15. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. They've got great flavors like birthday cake with sprinkles. They've even got raspberry cheesecake, a brand new flavor there as well. Plus, they've got my two favorite flavors, Coconut Brownie Chunk and Cherry Barcia. Go find your favorite flavor today from the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You're going to satisfy that snack craving, but you're going to be eating something healthy too. Check it out, BuiltBar.com and the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. Beginning tomorrow. Tomorrow being Wednesday, the Locked On MLB podcast is featuring one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. Follow Locked On MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So we know who our opening day starter is in Luis Castillo, to the surprise of pretty much nobody in Reds country. Uh, with Sonny Gray on the shelf for the first week of the season, who makes the next four starts for the Reds? 
Yeah, it's a good question because they, you know, Michael Lorenzen also had a pitch Saturday in a B game and he came out with a shoulder strain. Uh, so that'll be worth monitoring to see if that has any long-term lingering. They're hopefully he's ready by opening day, but um, you know, any injuries close to camp or, or close to the season beginning are a little concerning. But I think you'll see probably Tyler Malley and Wade Miley will finish out that first series against the Cardinals, and then. I think Jeff Hoffman and Michael Lorenzen are probably the two guys that fill out the rest of the rotation. The Jose De Leon still built up if they if they need an extra starter. Um, say say Lorenzen's not ready for the start of the season, then De Leon probably jumps in. Uh, but you know Jeff Hoffman, he's he's had a weird camp. I mean, he there's times where he looks really good, and there's times where you you can see he's a work in progress. But uh, the Reds like what they've seen over the past month in terms of improvement. Um, he's a guy that can get up to 98 with his fastball. So the pure stuff is there. It's just a matter of being consistent with his delivery and consistent with his location. Uh, but uh, Jeff Hoffman, I think, is someone who's impressed the Reds after getting a chance to work with him a little bit more. Um, but, you know, former top 10 pick, former top prospect, not surprising that he has the stuff to succeed. I've liked what I've seen. In the good times, you mentioned, you know, there's there's been some bad times too, but in the good times, Jeff Hoffman looks really good, and he's in this group of pitchers that the Reds have brought in that you kind of group under the term of a reclamation project. Who among those, and there, there seems to be kind of a vast group of these guys, but who among those is going to make the biggest impact this season for the Reds? I'd probably, I'd probably say if you're going to impact, it, would ha- it might be Hoffman just because of the amount of innings he's going to throw. Um, Ed Daly owns a, a guy who's going to log a lot of innings too. Um, if you go bullpen, just guys that they acquired this offseason, I think CNL Perez, the lefty, he's been really impressive in terms of just his pure stuff. Great fastball, great slider. He's up to, I think, 97 yesterday. Um, so he's got the stuff to, to pitch really well. Um, it's interesting just because they bring in all these guys in the offseason. They were kind of no-name guys. They don't have much big league experience, um, but they all have the track record. You know, there's a lot of first round, former first-round pick. A lot of, you know, Perez got a big bonus international signing. So it's like all these guys came in with talent. It's just they haven't been able to figure it out completely, and it's one of those things where they just turn the keys to Derek Johnson and see what he can do with all these guys. And Not all of them will pan out, of course, but um, as long as you get three or four of them to pan out and they have the pure stuff that made them a first-round pick in the first place, um, you know, that's really going to help the Reds in the long run. He he is a guy that I I definitely do not worry about what the Reds give him to work with because Derek Johnson has just been such a fantastic pitching coach for this team. And coming into the last year of his contract, David Bell is in the last year of his contract, obviously – Winning baseball is going to go a long way in figuring all of this out, and it's a little bit down the road before we really have to think too long and hard about it. But how do you see the whole thing playing out? Are the Reds going to be able to keep Derek Johnson? Is it going to be in a managerial role? How do you predict that? Yeah, I mean, that's something that obviously will play out. probably depends a lot on the team's success. I mean, say say they come out of the gate really hot, um, you know, then I, I doubt anything changes and everyone's back next year. Um, but say things go south and they finish fourth place and only finish with 70 wins or something like that, then, you know, maybe, maybe some changes could happen. I mean, I think it's something when the Reds, they didn't improve their roster this offseason, so I think expectations have to be managed a little bit. Um, but they expect to win. I mean, they, 
there's a reason why Sonny Gray's still around and Anio Suarez is still around after some offseason trade rumors. This team still thinks they can win the division. So uh, I think that's kind of the expectation is they better be in contention for it. Otherwise, maybe you do start to see some changes. And last question I wanted to ask you, this is more about what you're going through right now in Goodyear. How does the game day experience differ for you from this year compared to last year? Yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, in terms of um, just the COVID restrictions, um, nothing's really eased up. I mean, everything's still on Zoom uh, for all our interviews. We do do get some access at the complex, so we do get to see some workouts. We do are able to chat with people at the complex. Um, So we're able to do some one-on-one stuff. That's a little bit different. But, um, you know, spring training, the tough part about that is in the past, it was always about the access. It was always you could get super close to – the guys pitching, the guys hitting. You could be around the cage. You could be around the guys throwing bullpen sessions. Um, and now you're seeing everything from far away. So that's probably the toughest part is, you know, overall, I, I feel like riders as a whole, we know a lot less about these teams than we usually do. Uh, just because the access in the past, we're able to see almost everything we want to see. Um, and now there's some things we're going to miss. And, um, you know, I, I don't think we're missing any big storylines, but uh, there are some, you know, minor, some guys that like Jonathan India emerging as the star of camp, maybe we would have saw it from the beginning of camp if we were able to see more of his workouts from the beginning. Sure. No, and, and that's that's totally understandable. But have enjoyed the coverage that we've gotten from the Enquirer this spring training. I appreciate what you've done and what Charlie's done. Uh, it's been good and looking forward to a good year. Hopefully lots of uh, winning to talk about this year. Yeah, I mean, at, at the least, this is a very interesting team. I think you could make the argument that this is a fourth-place team with 70 wins, and I think you could make the argument that it's a potential division-winning team with, like, 86 wins. <laughs> I mean, it's a, every, every team in this division has flaws, and, are, you know, the Reds are one of the four teams that have a chance at winning. So uh, no matter what, it, it should be a very interesting year. I couldn't agree more, and I am all here for it. Bobby, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for talking to me today and uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. We are so close to opening day. I can taste it. There's not too many more spring training games left. And then nine days from now, we will have games that count. I think the Reds are ready and I bet you do too. So you're going to want to keep it right here. Make sure that you're subscribed to the Locked On Reds podcast wherever you're currently listening to the podcast. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. We got Reds content for you leading up to opening day and all throughout the season. Thank you so much for downloading today's episode, though. I will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.